Welcome one, welcome all. Welcome to the goddamn bricks in the wall. I am your host, Juan, aka Trippy Shaman, aka Truth.inmedia on Instagram. How are we doing, folks? Welcome back. Um, I hope you are doing great. Um, I have some very n- bad, sad news, and I'm angry at myself. Uh, we had recorded an episode with a good buddy of mine, and uh, I lost the file. And um, we, we we talked about Tartaria and the history and all about the, the mud flood and the uh, world fairs and how all this history has been sort of swept under the rug. And I fucking lost the file like an idiot. But, oh well, we'll see. We'll probably redo it or something. Uh, I feel like we could have done it better. But, um, no, it was a great talk, so... Today I'm going to share with you a swapcast that I did with a good friend of mine. His name is Ghost, and he has his own show, and he is the host of the podcast titled My Third Eye Podcast. It's really badass. It's um, Here, I'll read you the summary of his, of his podcast. It's uh, prying open your thoughts, truth, and reality, questioning everything and anything, from conspiracy, cryptids, spiritual, natural healing, and everything else there is to encounter. Everything we think is not real just might be real. And that's very synonymous to what our podcast is, you know. We're all about sort of conspiracies, seeking into the spiritual, trying to help people heal themselves and just question what reality is. So it's interesting once you get into this podcasting game, the people that you meet and the kinds of conversations you have, the kind of, it's just, it's sort of like synchronicity, but different. It's kind of like, synchronicity would be like you see something that reminds you of something that you were looking or researching about, but these topics are more like the universe is speaking to you through these people. And it's it's very interesting because after these talks, you'll like think back and 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 think, oh, wow, the way he said this actually can mean I can take it this way. And it's just, you can look back and just re-examine the conversation. This is why I love podcasts, and you should start your own because you don't know where you'll end up. So go to anchor.com if you want to start your own, but this is not the commercial. This is just the intro. So yeah, this is our talk with Ghost, and uh, we get into sort of, uh, you know, how I like to question everybody about how they wake up. We talk about both of our, ex- our, our experiences in waking up, and then... Um, a little truth nugget that I found when I was a kid and how this kind of helped me unfold into the kind of person that I am now, always seeking the mysterious, the mystical, the magical, all that type of weird stuff. So I hope you all really enjoy this talk and um, stick, um, I don't know, rate the show, share it, like it, whatever. Hope you have a good one. And this is my talk with Ghost of My Third Eye Podcast. Please go check out his Instagram and his podcast. It's fire. Peace. Another fun episode. Uh, today I'm joined by Juan from Truth in Media, and he's the host of Bricks in the Wall podcast. So uh, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing great, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Yes. I think the last time we talked was a few months ago. I, you were at, you made an appearance at the at the tavern, and uh, I heard you, on, you made it to the Monday Night Master Debater, so... It's nice yeah. to see you getting around. Yeah, I got on with Janet, too. She was my first one. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so yeah, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Can't complain. You know, weather's been, been decent up here in Pennsylvania. The humidity's kind of dropped out of the air, which is always a big plus. But, uh, 
you know, other than that, I mean, man, it's sunshine and, you know, everything's, a, every day's a good day, I guess. You That's say. great. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. How are things with you? Great, great. I just got off work, picked up my daughter, uh, got ready for this. And like I said earlier, I'm kind of basically naked in my garage here in Texas. It's hot as hell. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I talk to Ryan a, uh, a lot and he's out in Arizona and I was stationed in New Mexico and I missed the dry heat. I didn't have, my allergies weren't as bad. You know, you, you walk in the shade, it was a lot cooler. Humidity out here sucks. I, I, I never got used to it. You know, I, I, was born in Wyoming and, and grew up in Idaho till I was about ten or eleven, and then we moved out here. I, I fucking hate the humidity. Yeah, that's the humidity. Like, that dry, like you said, because you could be in the super hot dry, but you'll you'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, but I don't know. Sometimes it'll be like eighty-eight degrees here with a, a real feel of like a hundred and six because of the, the humidity. Ugh, you just you walk out your front door and you're just sweating right, right. out. Right, oh, like, I hate it. Ugh. Yeah, it's gross. So. Uh, so what do you want to talk about today? Well, um, I don't know. Since we're doing a kind of a swap cast um, on my show, Bricks in the Wall, um, I could just guess, give, give a brief info in, intro about it. Um, I started Absolutely. it back. Um, I've always been into podcasts. Um, I actually started, I used to work nights at a machine shop so we could listen to music. But I, I was getting tired of radio and contemporary mainstream music. So I started listening to speeches like uh, Martin Luther King and uh, Kennedy and M. Martin Luther, I mean M. Malcolm X and all these speakers who were really speaking about freedom and truth, and that that just really fascinated me. So I was on this app called A Track, and it was kind of like Pandora, where you can type in different keywords and it'll spit out different playlists. So I put motivational speakers and stuff like that. And eventually I stumbled into Joe Rogan, and this was back in the day when, you know, he was very conspiratorial and he was talking about all this awesome, interesting stuff. He, he's kind of changed now, but um, so I started oh, yeah. following him and listening to his podcast. And then I started thinking, I wonder if there's people like me who are into this truther community who are doing podcasts. And so I, I, I found this one, um, these two podcasts, one of them was called Red Pill 2051. And that mm -hmm. was basically red pilling people about the truth of globalization and what all the corporations want to do and to make a new world order, essentially. And that one's great. I actually talked with that guy. We started talking, and I had him on my podcast. And the other one that's really good, I'm sure, have you heard of Mark Passio? I have not. He's a great truther. Um, and he had this show, What on Earth is Happening? And he's an ex-Satanist. And I just got done hearing your episode with Zachary. Man, that mm. episode was fire, bro. Y'all go well, listen to that episode. It's this last episode before this one, probably. But yeah, he was an ex-Satanist, and he became a Christian. And he starts his podcast in a way of, he starts from the basics. Like, he explains how language is, is false. Then he explains how colors are used to trick the psychology of the mind. Basically mm. giving you an intro course into this truther movement. And I thought that was amazing. And then he offers this... Um, if you send them like 20 bucks and, a, and a, like a memory card, he'll give you like terabyte-sized videos and lectures and all kind of stuff to learn. So oh, I nice. learned so much from him. And What's then, the name of that podcast again? What on Earth is Happening? He just started back up again, but man, if you could get him on, bro. He's, he's a shit. Yeah, right there. I learned a lot from him. And the one thing yeah. I always remember from him is saying, uh, he would always say something, he would say... Um, 
people would much rather run 100 miles in the opposite direction than to stare at truth in the face. And it's true. Oh, totally. It's true. It is. It, the, the last thing people want to hear is the truth. So yeah. I, st I started listening. They're afraid of getting their egos hurt. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is, the ego. And so I would just think, man, I, I wonder if I could ever have a podcast. But I was always so shy, and I felt like <clears throat> I didn't have a voice. And I kind of felt like Moses, you know, whenever Moses, God was telling him to go speak, he would question God and say, me, why me? Because Joseph used to stutter. He, was, he had a stuttering problem. He couldn't mm -hmm. really speak correctly. And he would tell God, why, why do you want me to speak? I can't even talk correctly. And just God kept telling him, go do it. I will work through you and I will make the words come out. And so I started maybe dabbling in it, thinking about it. And I, I would always hang out with my buddy, Andrew. And I'm so glad that I have somebody like him in my life because he's somebody that I can bounce these type of ideas and not be labeled as cuckoo or crazy or, you know, all these labels <laughs> they try to throw at you. And we would talk for like hours, smoking a, a blunt, just chilling, talking about all kinds of metaphysical, spiritual, new world order, all this stuff. And I was like, hell yeah, this is what my podcast can be. It's just me and you chilling and we just press record and just do what we always do. And so we started doing it a little bit before the, the whole pandemic, but um, we stopped. And then I got this whole download of this idea for my show, which would be Bricks in the Wall. And I borrowed this concept from Roger Waters of Pink Floyd. Um, mm -hmm. After they hit it really big from doing that last album, Dark Side of the Moon, their crowds were enormous and huge, and the stadiums were larger and larger and louder. And Mr. Rogers, he didn't like that. He was like a old school avant-garde type of style guy. He just wanted the people to sit there quietly and like clap, like at, like if they're at the golf course. He he want he right. didn't like all the rockers like partying and all that. Which come on, man, you're a rock star. And so he was real upset one night. And one of the groupies from from them that was traveling with them said, Hey, how about you talk to this psychologist? Maybe he can help you ease ease this pain out or whatever and so the roger explains to the therapist that he wishes he could build a brick wall between him and the audience because he didn't want to look at them he didn't want to see them he just wanted to perform and he didn't even really want to hear the screams and all of that <clears throat> and so i remember that story one night after i was just chilling smoking a fat blunt it clicked i said oh a brick wall hmm that's interesting it's 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 kind of reminiscent to all the lies and all the conspiracies and all the half-truths that they tell us. And there are these metaphorical bricks that they stack in front of you in your mind that keep you from the truth. And so my podcast, the whole concept of, is, of it is to show people that there are these bricks and we ourselves are the ones that actually lay them down by accepting all of the things that society and people tell us. So essentially, by believing what we hear from outside sources, we construct these barriers and these walls and we keep ourselves from reaching self-actualization and truth. And so essentially my whole podcast is giving you the tools and the knowledge so that you yourself can destroy that wall and see what's on the other side. That's, that's awesome because a lot of you, it was kind of like me, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I didn't have really have many people to talk to about conspiracies or, or, or anything, you know, whatever the topic may be. I could talk to my wife a little bit um, here and there, but, you know, to an extent, you know, this and that. And I just always kind of was like, nobody cares to hear what I have to say. You know what I mean? And 
one day I was just like, you know, I, I had a friend tell me, you know, probably about a year, a year to a year and a half before I started my podcast. He's like, just because I asked him, I was like, do you, do you have any other podcasts, you know, recommendations? Because I was just getting into it. This was like three, three, maybe four years ago now. About Yeah, about three years ago. And he was like, dude, just start your own. And I was like, I, I can't start my own. I wouldn't even know where to begin. And, you know, later on, after discovering different uh, podcasts and this and that, I, I reached out to uh, uh, now a really good friend, Ryan Dean from Dangerous World Podcast, and asked him, hey, can you help me, you know, get started? You know, I don't even know what to do, you know, and he, yeah, help me. And it, it's funny because we just did uh, a bonus, like a Patreon episode, uh, just talking about like, um, indoctrination uh, on on like a, a college level and within the military because I'm I'm a veteran and uh, we we jumped all over the place you know and we dabbled into a little bit of religion in that episode and I had brought up uh, a few topics about some the Mormon religion and, and what have you just of stuff that I have heard on other podcasts that have been going down um, uh, a, a certain hole on not necessarily the Mormon religion but that's where uh, their research was was steering uh, their their you know discovery. You know they were looking up uh, Skinwalker Ranch and what have you. And well, apparently I pissed off his one Mormon friend, and he he's like, I lost all hope for ghosts or, or all all respect for ghosts. You need to do more than five minutes research. Yada yada yada. Blah 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 blah. And you know Ryan was was telling me this, and I, and I just kind of chuckled, and I was like, I even didn't even say it like all Mormons are this way. You know what I mean? I was like, it's usually the upper echelon, this and that. And uh, I just tell my wife and she goes, and you're not mad? I said, no, why should I be? She's like, you are not the person you were a year ago, you know, almost almost going on a year ago when you started your podcast, you would have taken that so personally and gotten so pissed off and just internalized it. And now you just, Hey, it is what it is. You know, I don't know these people. I'm not trying to piss anybody off. I'm I'm a full advocate of freedom of speech. You know, there's going to be times I'm I'm going to be told the truth and not going to want to hear it. You know what I mean? But I need to, but I need to hear the truth. And you know, it, it, and so like you start years saying you know I not not knowing really if you had a voice or whatever. I was in the same exact boat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think everyone has a voice, everyone has a thing, a gift, a talent, and it's just a matter of seeing past that brick wall and realizing that everyone has this and it's been given us to us by God to share it and spread it throughout the world. Let me read you this one quote because I know you often mention that the book of Thomas should be in the Bible and it's not. Mm -hmm. So there's yes. this one quote that I like to remind people. It goes like this. If you bring forth what is within you, what you bring forth will save you. However, if you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. And that's this whole thing of we all have, we can all be rock stars of something. It can even be playing either golf or delivering mail. You could be the best at something, but it's just you have to go out there and actually set your stake on the ground and go for it and do it. And a lot of people just like, like Sam Tripoli says, they go for the low hanging fruit. The easiest path that they can go and navigate through, that's what they take. They don't want to take a risk or they don't want to challenge themselves. And, and I always wonder, what is that? What do you think that is? Why is there people who are like, not, not, I'm not exalting us, but there's people who, who wake up and realize what's going on and actively want to help create some type of change 
and what's what is it that there's other people that they just kind of like like Tripoli says just go on take the the, the quickest exit well I think it's kind of like how I, I I told my wife one time you know she and, and I've, I've I've shared this story a few times either either on the tavern or, or other episodes but you know we we'd had a conversation and she's like I, the stuff you look into um you know whether it be like dark side of disney or or what take pick pick your conspiracy or or pick pick whatever you want to look into it doesn't necessarily need to be conspiracy it just you know truth-based whatever she goes it, it kind of scares me and i looked at her and i said do you know why and she goes no why i said because you're afraid that if you look into that it's going to shatter everything that you've been taught mm -hmm. your whole life from being a child till now and a lot of people do not want that you know what i mean they, they just nope i'd rather just believe disney's a good place and mm -hmm. and go about my business because i had good memories of disney you know as a kid and to to hear that you know there's some nefarious shit that goes on with disney you know and that's just one one area uh, i'm picking because that was the conversation my wife and i were having and she was just like you know I, I i think you're kind of right she's like you know i i can i can listen to you to a point but then you know there, there's there's sometimes you you start to get a little too deep and and at, at the end of the day it it scares it scares your own personal beliefs but it also you know it'll challenge your ego and your ego does not want to let certain things go right, right. Be because it, the ego wants control to make you feel a certain way right. and if and, and i'm not a big advocate for for killing your ego but you have to i guess put your ego in check sometimes you know like like training a dog you know hey you can't shit in the house you have to shit outside you know so you got to train your ego hey you're not shitting in me if you want to sh take a shit take it outside right. because you know i'm a free conscious human being i i, I want to learn and sometimes i have to step out of my comfort zone to do that mm -hmm. and it, it's not always the easiest thing in the world to do you know right. such as starting a podcast I, I used to get sweaty sweaty hands you know yeah, doing interviews me too. and i i was like and, and it would always take me back to the you know the eminem's eight mile song you know he's got palms are sweaty you know this and that and <laughs> i'm like how the fuck do people get sweaty palms that never fucking clicked I, but i'd never been in a situation where i was nervous on that degree you know what i mean yeah and one day I'm sitting there and I'm like, the man, my fucking hands are sweating. And I'm doing an interview. And it's like, you know, first couple of them, I'm just like, this is weird. And then all of a sudden it clicked. It's like, you're nervous. Mm -hmm. Now, now embrace this nervousness mm -hmm. and accept it and now run with it. And now it's like, I look forward to talking to new people. You know what I mean? Before I would never talk to new people. I wouldn't even talk to strangers in a supermarket right. but you know i may give a you know a head nod and hi that's about it you know but now you know i love talking to, right. to people and it's like man i've missed out on this a, you know 40 some years of my life this <laughs> this is nuts right and that's the beautiful thing about podcasting like earlier i was at work kind of rethinking about the things we could talk about and it's kind of like podcasting is kind of synonymous with writing you kind of really get to know who you are and you figure out how to concisely put things to where you don't sound like an idiot. But mm -hmm. you really like I feel now after all of this talking that I've done with strangers and people that I love, 
that's kind of taken away my fear of public speaking. That's one of the things that most people are terrified. If you were to ask them what's your biggest fear, it would be to speak in public. And right now we're doing that. Essentially, uh, hundreds of people are listening to us all the time. And mm-hmm. I feel like I could go up. You know, I've always been trying to, wanted to try stand-up, but I've been so nervous. But now that I've been doing this, I feel very confident. I just still need something to push me over that edge. But to go back earlier with what you were saying, that how your wife gets scared, you know, that kind of brings me back to what Mark Passio said. The people would rather run 100 miles in the opposite direction than to stare at the truth because, like you said, if you shatter their paradigm, then that means they have to start from scratch. They have to reevaluate mm-hmm. everything, and nobody really likes to work. But that's one of the things that I also always bring up. Erase everything you think you know. Start from scratch. Assume you don't know the, the shape of the earth and go look for yourself. Assume you don't know their spirituality and go out there and test the waters. Like, assume you know nothing and start from zero and confirm for yourself doing your own research what you believe is true. Absolutely. You could not have said that any better. And, you know, I brought up the the Dark Side of Disney episode that I did with Matt from The Great Deception. That was his whole purpose when he started looking into it was to debunk all this. You know what I mean? And and he found himself not being able to. And it, it started leading to other truths and other facts and, and this and that. And that it evolved into, you know, the, this big, long re, you know rabbit hole that he went down. But it all started as of, OK, I'm going to erase the slate and I'm going to de- go in and debunk everything of these you know, conspiracy theories that we hear about Disney and he, he couldn't debunk them. You know what I mean? They started coming true. And he's like, Oh shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, um, on my show, I like to ask like, so on my show, I like to just meet random, normal, everyday people who kind of already have their toe in the water and already have an idea. And it's interesting because on Instagram, you can really get a sense of a person by what they post. On Reddit, not so much because you got to read through mm-hmm. their stuff. But on Instagram, you can very quickly tell if somebody really know, at least has an idea of what's going on. So I like to go poking around and see people who know some stuff. And I've had people who study cymaticism, um, a guy who heals people through sound called sound baths. Mm. Um, uh, I actually had this one woman, um, Etheric Odyssey. Y'all should go check her out. She does um, music videos in London. And she was telling me a story on one of my episodes of how she was going to do this music video with this artist who had already paid her up front and everything and said she wanted to do this ritualistic dance with one of her best friends. And so the story goes on and come to find out that artist's best friend is the leader of a satanic church in London. So what they wanted to do, the artist was saying, they started really getting into it. They kind of wanted to get really close with her so she could really kind of accept quickly, but she she thought about it. So they told her, okay, this is the dance we want to do. And the dance they wanted to do was this... um, satanic dance that they've done in uh, Freemason halls and it has to do with this chair. I'm sure maybe you've seen that video where this woman is she's in this uh, Freemason chamber and she's doing like this sexual dance around a chair and that's what she wanted to do and take this she wanted to record the video inside the satanic church and so uh, my friend Etheric she was like oh hell no man she kind of like brushed it off slowly and said I'll think about it and she was talking to her partner about it and then her partner was telling telling her, hey, babe, don't you see that this is all the stuff you're always talking about? Like, don't you see how caught up you're in the moment and you almost want to say yes? 
and she was thinking about it and the lights in the room started flickering, which never happens. And then she thought about it. I was like, oh, shit, I'm really getting reeled and sucked into this. This is how this happens, you know? Even to people who know about it, get entranced by this whole mystical, cold type of stuff that kind of sucks you in. And she returned the money and said, nah, we're not doing this. So that's basically my podcast. I like to just get random people. And I've been very blessed by the people that I meet. They're actually pretty interesting. So y'all go find me. It's Bricks in the Wall. You can find me on Spotify. But on my show, I like to ask people how they wake up. So I would like to ask you, uh, Ghost, how did you come to your process of awakening? Uh, I'm going to give you the answer that I give everybody. Uh, I've always kind of just, since I could remember, even as a little kid, just always been intrigued by the the what if. And, you know, as a little kid, it started with Bigfoot. You know, I, I grew up in, in Idaho. And, you know, you, I, we would, I remember be going camping. Oh, I heard there's, you know, Bigfoot over in Washington and Oregon and stuff like that. And, you know, and as a kid, you know, you're, oh, well, you know, you want to believe or whatever. And you get scared, try to, you know, scare your friends, that, you know, while you're camping or what have you. And UFOs and, you know, and then eventually, you know, it, I remember sitting on a, a Masonic temple. Uh, it wasn't a huge one, but uh, in this small town that I live live in or lived in out here in Pennsylvania, we were sitting on the front steps or whatever. It was downtown. And uh, my buddy and I were talking and we're like, yeah, I heard if you talk bad about the Masons, you know, they make you disappear. We're like, really? <laughs> yeah. You know, so I've always kind of been into like the conspiracy and the, the, the stuff that just could be true, but might not, you know, might be rumor. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, you know, down the road, I, I came across Behold a Pale Horse and uh, started reading that book. And a lot of it at the time was going over my head, but but now after, you know, listening to different podcasts and stuff, and it a lot of it comes back and it's like, oh yeah, I remember reading that in that book. And now someone's actually taken a, a piece out of it and like really looked into numerology or, or UFOs or, you know, it, you know, the t- take your pick right. on, on, you know, whatever uh, topic. And so I, I've, I wouldn't say I was always awake, awake. I, I was always intrigued, but I don't know. I, I can't say 9-11 woke me up because I was, I was already really into conspiracies then, but it, it was a big one that as an adult at the time, it was like, something just ain't fucking right here. And you start looking into it and you start looking at the footage and then you start, you know, looking back and shit was doctored. And then, you know, reports of, oh, they did blow up uh, building seven. And then you see the the plane that's supposed to fly into, uh, I apologize, my dogs are barking. Um, But, uh, you know, uh, the Pentagon and what have you. And there's no way that Mm was a, a... a big jumbo, you know, passenger jet flying that fucking low and, and hitting the building just like a fucking missile, mm-hmm. you know? And then, then you start looking into, uh, other conspiracies, you know, you know, why was that? I forget the flight number of the civilian, uh, uh shit, I don't passenger know. plane that was shot down by the, the, the air force. Oh, and right. The one that landed in it, Pennsylvania or Virginia. Well, no, no, this was, this was, uh, I think this might've been after nine 11. Oh, no, I uh, but it, it was a civilian uh, airline, and 
there's reports that it was shot down, it wasn't shot down, it had engine failure, but it went down over the, the, the ocean. There were, were no survivors, you know, no bodies were found and, and, you know, shit like that. And then like going back to Shanksville, you know, fl flight 93. Well, start looking into the number 93 and its relation with uh, philemic uh, magic. And it, it's like, and all the tail numbers somehow add up. I don't know what a hundred percent off off my brain you know what i mean i'd have to look it up and, and have it in front of me again but you know it's just there's so many ritualistic components to what happened on 9 11 that you start now uh going forward from that date you look at the shooting uh that happened you know back in you know in uh, down in texas i've drawn a blank on the name of the town uh, uvalde or Something, something like that. And it, it, where's this kid get this money and all this and da 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 da. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Sandy Hook or, or you know, it, name a mass shooting. You know, it, it, it's just, it's all weird. And then you hear other things like, um, I was listening to a podcast the other day and the lady was supposedly in the secret space program, was abducted and what have you. And she claims, you know, these mass shooters and, and goes back all the way to, you know, maybe even Kennedy that um, that they have been abducted and have been put through this MK Ultra, And then at, at a certain point, they're activated. They don't even know what activates them. And they go and do this mm -hmm. with the help of the government. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. So long story short, um, I've always been kind of awake, but I'm always prying my my third eye open yeah. every day you yeah. know what i mean further and further you know I, that that's my third eye is is not just a spiritual reference but it's it, it's a reference to you know i, I want to know the truth I, you know does bigfoot exist are aliens real uh you know i, I want to know if our government was behind 9 11 you know i, I want to know it all right. you know it, so that that's just kind of kind of where i come from from it and you know, I, I I don't know. I can't I can't really, and I and I feel bad because I I love hearing people be, yes, it was this that woke me up, and mm -hmm. it's like I don't know. I just always had this mindset. I don't know why. I just always did. Right. True. And I think what I'm realizing more and more is not one moment that triggers it. It's more like a process of awakening, and it it's usually mostly since you're a kid. Similarly with me. Uh, my dad would take me to the library and I would run to that section, like you said, with the UFOs, Bigfoot, aliens, all of that stuff just fascinated me. And also similarly, like Sam Tripoli would also say that he wanted to be a comedian before a comedian, he knew what a comedian was. So when I was a kid, my favorite time was lunchtime. I couldn't wait to go to the lunchroom and sit with my best friends and I would kind of try to bring up these topics of do you think aliens exist? What do you think about Bigfoot, man? Like, try to push and steer the conversation around that because, man, I would just be left in amazement and wonder and just seeking and questioning. And so, as before, before we did this podcast, I was thinking about what should we talk about? And since I like to ask people how they woke up, I kind of typed up this little sketch or program right here we can talk about that I've kind of figured out the three things I can kind of pin it down of what are the process of awakening. And I guess I can give my story through that and just kind of give uh, the people kind of maybe a better view or idea of how to help wake others up. Because you can't go around and tell people, hey, 9-11 is not true. You got to drop seeds. It's got to come from a compassionate 
place where you're, you're, you love them and you're not trying to break their mind. You, you're just trying to show them the way and, and you got to do yeah. it slowly. And likely it was like me too. When I was a kid, I had insomnia and a super high, hyperactive mind and I still do. And I think that's part of the reason that I smoke weed. If I don't, my mind would just start, if I'm driving and I'm, and I'm not like dosed or anything, I will start thinking about how many street signs there are, where the metal came from, how the road mm. was paved. Like, my mind just can't... I have to train and actively meditate and try to, like, let go of my thoughts because if not, they'll take over. So mix that in with, with insomnia as a little kid. I would lay in bed just wondering, questioning what comes after death, are witches real? Um, <laughs> and so then one of the main times that uh, I came to this process of awakening was, was when I confirmed that Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy were murdered, and it was my parents keeping their legacy alive. So it was this <laughs> whole idea of, my God, if we've been lied to about this silly stuff, what else are we being lied to? And so just exactly. questioning and questioning. And then now when I try to type up this little program, I remembered how, have you seen Westworld? I have not. Okay. I don't um, get a chance to watch too much TV anymore. It's a great but, show, uh, and it's very uh, satanic. It's literally the satanic plan that they want to implement. So there's this park called Westworld, and in it are these robots that look like humans, and rich mm -hmm. people can go in there and play like they're in, in the Western world back in the day. So you can go and shoot these robots. You can rape them. You can kill them. You can do all kinds of sick debauchery stuff. But eventually, one robot, the main, the main robot called Dolores, she starts to wake up and she starts to remember. Because at the end of every night, they erase the robot's memories, fix all their wounds, all their cuts, and put them back in the, ro back in the game for the next day. And so this one robot, the main character, Dolores, she remembers all of this and she starts to gain consciousness. And she starts to realize that she's a robot and that she's in some type of world that's not real. So it's very synonymous to The Matrix and The Truman Show in that they know something's off, but they don't know what, is it, what it is. And so later throughout the show, the guy who created these robots, his name was Ford. He created these robots, and he figured out that the way to make a robot conscious is that you, um, you let them experience suffering and you let them remember it. Because once you experience suffering, it makes me think right now also synonymously with the Buddhist, what they would say that life is suffering and that if you can acknowledge this, then you can actually get rid of yourself of suffering. So in the show, uh, he explains that that's the answer to consciousness, to experience suffering. So with that, I want to start these three steps that I feel that will lead to that process of awakening. And mm -hmm. so to start, I want to give a shout out to my dad because I, I feel very blessed I have him, had him as a dad and still have him. And he taught me a lot. And one of the main things he taught me that really kind of started to crack my brain was when we were little, um, Spanish is my first language. So he would tell me, you have to learn English. You have to learn English. Go watch English TV. Learn, as, learn English because learning another language, you're essentially learning a whole nother world. You're experiencing a whole nother culture, a whole nother a universe where you can learn from both of them and then that kind of really motivate me and so from there I would think holy shit well there's not just Spanish and English there's uh, Mandarin French German any kind in all kinds of cultures and if you could just experience all of them you would have a much better understanding of what it is to be a human 
So with that, the first thing on this list is observation. So that's what it was. I observed that there's not just my culture in Spanish, there's people living in different parts of the world experiencing different troubles and pains and that we're all sort of the same. So, and that's very synonymous with um, traveling or taking psychedelics or overthinking in bed. You just observe. You look that there's things going on that don't make sense. And then from there, we go to the number two, which would be seeking the unknown. And I kind of briefly mentioned this earlier that as a kid, you and I would seek for the unknown, uh, Bigfoot, aliens, UFOs, all of that stuff. So the first instance that I got to start my Instagram that y'all should go check out, it's called truth.in.media is where I try to post series or little truth nuggets that they will put on TV or in songs or in any type of media that if you can really get a sense and examine it, they're telling you the truth in a way. And if you can just integrate that and use it, you have a much better grip on how to navigate this realm. So have you seen the movie uh, Small Soldiers? No, I don't believe so. Okay. I, is that, that's an older movie. Very, yeah, it? about 22 years old. So yeah. um, this movie... Well, there is a good chance I might have seen it. I do not remember. Though, probably. You know what I mean? So this was the first instance that I remember seeing truth in media. And I, I, it's crazy how I still remembered it. And I'll play a clip right now to explain what I mean. So in this movie... There's some military scientists who create this microchip and they put it on these toy soldiers and these toy soldiers become alive and they're conscious. That's weird, kind of like Westworld. So they're conscious and they, they have two series of toys. So they have the military uh, toys and then they have these other group of toys called the Gorgonites. And they're these type of forest dwellers who survive by hiding and the mission of the toys, soldier military toys, is to seek out and destroy the Gorgonites. So the whole movie plays out where they're fighting against each other, and eventually, spoiler alert for a 22-year-old movie, <laughs> the Gorgonites win. They destroy the, the toy soldiers. And so at the end, the kid who was helping the Gorgonites, Alan, he gives the Gorgonites a boat so that they, they can take off on this river and find Gorgon, their homeland. And the kid's kind of telling them, but how do you know you're going to find it? You're not going to find it. Like kind of telling them to stop. And so this is the little uh, scene that stuck with me forever. And Thank you, Alan. I'm going to play it for you. And this is what really got me to observe and seek the unknown. So check this out. They're on this little lake, and he gave them the boat, and they're about to sell off and find Gorgon. Sure, you guys want to do this? Yes, Alan. It is time. Archer, I I understand why, but you know you might not find Gorgon. It, it may not Alan, even. Even if you can't see something, it doesn't mean it isn't there. And so that quote, just because you can't see something, doesn't mean it's not there. So that blew my mind, like to all the possibilities. Yeah, I may not see Bigfoot or the aliens or ghosts but they probably do exist and they're out there and it's just a, a matter of seeking and looking for it. And ever since then, I've noticed that in movies, they'll put little things like that, which I call truth nuggets, 
And then I try to post them or share them to people to kind of open their eyes and show them, whoa, this is not just a movie. They're putting ideas in your head for a reason. And um, do you ever, you, you say you don't really watch TV, but do you ever get a sense that sometimes maybe some messages do get through to help people? There's a good possibility. <clears throat> I mean, in my personal humble opinion, I think they're far and few between. Mm -hmm. uh, every now and again, you'll have a, a movie come out. I'm not going to put the newest Matrix in there, but I think the original, you know, three three part series. I think that 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 was a good uh, kind of a, a truth nugget, you know, to to what could be real. You know what I mean? Could this really be a matrix? Could we really just be, you know, in this cog and, 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 you know, need to wake up, maybe not be like Neo, but, but pull the plug and, and just, whoa, you know, here we are. And this is, you know, what, you know, real reality looks like. Right. So I, I don't know, but it, to me, I think they're far and few between. Right. Yeah. It's to, I agree. Most of it is a programming to prime your mind to, to accept their worldview but like I said, mm -hmm. I find these very rare truth nuggets that I'll put in my pocket and carry with me because I feel like they do help me understand better and see kind of not their point of view, but where they're coming from. Oh, absolutely. So the, you know, that that so was a good quote. Yeah, the, the the movie does sound so familiar. I'm we'll sure to, you've uh, seen it. It's it was a big movie back then. Yeah. Small soldiers, check it out. Uh, it has that uh, Kristen Dunst when she was a little girl. Okay, so it probably came out. I think not too long after, like uh, not Vampire Diaries. Uh, va what was the one that she was in with Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise about vampires? Oh shit, I don't know. Ah uh, fuck! But she she was just a little girl in that one. Yeah, but, that's crazy. Yeah. That's another thing you'll notice. Like they'll have these child actors go their whole life in Hollywood, and like when I was listening to that episode you did with Zachary. Man, it makes me think like he was talking about, yeah, all these actors, all these celebrities, all these sports people, they sell their souls to get skills and talents and so that they mm -hmm. can perform in the main stage. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. That I was so nervous going into that that episode just because of, you know, his background and, and I was like, man, I don't need, you know, an attachment. I know he he's not into that now and, and what have you. And in the beginning, I don't know, I, I could tell I was nervous because I listened back to it a little bit today and I was like, man, why, you know, I wasn't really talking, but I, I was letting him tell a story. But towards the end, uh, we, we started to kind of, you know, I started to kind of loosen up and, and what have you. And um, let, uh, when, when I emailed him the, the final production of, of that episode, you know, I, I put in there and he he doesn't get back right away because of his health and what have you. I said, I'd love to have you back on just to chop it up about anything you want, because I think, you know, his mindset, and my mindset are <laughs> kind of a lot of alike on, on some of the things that we believe in and, and what have you. And, you know, he, 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 he's a nice guy yet, you know, had a great sense of, uh, you know, personality to him and humor. Yeah. Yeah. And, but like you said, you know, the stuff that he went through and, 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 and help some of these celebrities, you know, go, do bestiality and pedophilia just to be famous to be on stage is like why like why why would you do that right and i feel similarly like why would you go and talk to a guy like that but then again i think it's amazing that you did because 
the most important thing is the testimony he gives because at the end of the day, now he's working for the good guys. He's trying to like mm-hmm. help people open them up to the spiritual world. And that's another thing I like to tell people. Like, I know you're a spiritual person. I don't know exactly what your beliefs are, but I, I think it's crazy how we have people who believe in atheism or who don't believe in any, any God. And that's kind of right. the ultimate plan of what the people who are in control want. And if y'all just want any proof that there is some type of creator, well, first of all, you can see it in nature. If you just pay attention, oh, totally. nature will tell you that there's a creator. But um, I listened to this one episode from Ryan. I think he just put it out. Uh, Ryan Dean, uh, y'all go check out his podcast, Dangerous World Pod. Go check him out. He's badass. Uh, he was talking about Freemasons, and mm-hmm. it reminded me of this one documentary I watched. You should check it out. I think you'd love it. It's five hours long. It's by this Australian rock singer who left it all because he was a Freemason and he wanted to just leave it and and follow Jesus. He puts out this five-hour documentary, and in it he gives this um, definition of atheist. And this comes from the Freemasonic Encyclopedia. You know the people ruling the world, guys? All the people who are on TV, celebrities, politicians, all the people kind of giving giving the narrative of this life and this world. This is what they believe an atheist is. This is the definition. One who does not believe in the existence of God. Such a state of mind can only arise from the ignorance of stupidity or a corruption of principle, since the whole universe is filled with the moral and physical proofs of a creator. So the people who rule the world themselves are telling you, yes, we acknowledge that there's a creator, but then you look into what they really believe in. They, they believe in some pretty dark stuff. But, guys, it's very important that y'all realize that there is a God and that the, the things that you do in this life and the actions that you do will reflect on how you are, I don't know how you will put it, te- um, how you are scored af- in the afterlife. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you know the Egyptians, when they mummify people, they would take the brain out. To them, the brain was just another organ. And they understood that thinking was just another sense, and they detached themselves from that. And they knew that their thoughts are not who they are. So when they would uh, mummify people, they would take the brain out, but they would leave the heart in. Why do y'all think that they would do that? Because the heart, they believed, is what was used to measure how you behaved as a human in this life, to see if you were a moral person, to see if you treated others well, to see if you treated yourself well. And it's all in balance. And if you lived a proper life, you were granted afterlife. And um, I know how you like to push back against Christianity and the Bible, and I do too, because one would be naive to think to not think that the Bible and uh, the truth has been corrupted. Like you said, yeah. there's books that belong in the Bible, like the Book of Enoch. All the other um, disciples also wrote their books, but they're not in it. Why? because they're trying to control the narrative. This is censorship, censorship back in the day. The people in Nicaea, the council in Nicaea, was the one who determined what books were in or what books were out. But if, yep. you, if you research everything and um, not be afraid and just be willing to see the truth, you'll see that, wow, it's weird how the Book of Enoch talks about these fallen angels who came to Earth and taught men how to create uh, weapons, taught women how to uh, deceive men through makeup or through witchcraft, all these dark arts that essentially brought men down from their high conscience state. If you research all that other alternative stuff, you start to piece the puzzle together and realize that, man, damn, we've been misled our whole lives. And that quote that I'm sure y'all have heard, 
the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was to get you to not believe in him, to not believe in mm -hmm. spirituality or God or, or I don't know if it's Jesus, the main God, or Yeshua, or who, or what, but I believe that there is two forces. There's that of love and that of hate, and ultimately, we all know love is always the answer. Everyone's always singing or raving about that, but very few people actually practice it. And so, and, go ahead. And that's, that's where I stand, you know what I mean? I believe there's good and there's bad. I, I believe in a divine creator. I, I, I mean, look in the mirror and... and you don't even have to go out into nature. Look in the mirror and tell me that there's not a divine creator. None of us look exactly alike unless you have an identical twin, but there's still going to be small details that are going to be just slightly different, right. you know, and, and the, the way we're made up, you know what I mean? Like you have your own conscious way of thinking versus mine that makes us unique. You know what I mean? And then, then you do go out in nature and you just look at all the different creatures and, and everything and and what have you i just don't know if you know i guess i guess i've been really in the last couple of years really taking uh thomas jefferson's uh quote to heart and that is question everything even the very existence of god mm -hmm. now i do believe that the existence of god is real i take that a step back and is the existence of the stories we are told about every religion not just christianity you can take islam buddhism hinduism uh catholicism you know paganism you know take your pick at the end of the day i'm left thinking and believing these are all man-made theories of 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 what man tried to you know okay to cr help Put a guideline on on to help people be better people or a better person in order to uh, you know ascend to a higher place after they they die because no one knows where we go when we die right you know what i mean uh, are we absolute energy i i think so but i i can't prove it you know what i mean and so I, that's where i'm left and 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 question and and yes i do push back on on Christianity a little bit harder than, than most because that, that's where my faith, you know, grew up in. And it's like, okay, you, you want to be the, 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 the faith of truth and love, then why are you lying about all these other books that you left out mm -hmm. and, and uh, uh, about their meanings and what have you? Right. And I, I, I personally think um, I, I did an episode, a two-part episode uh, about Da Vinci and, you know, where his work was taking him and you know, I, I think he was kind of onto something and, you know, the role of what maybe Mary Magdalene really did play with the actual man that, uh, that did walk the earth of Jesus. But I just don't think he was as divine as what um, he's made into be. You know what I mean? Right. I, I think I think there's a there is a part of the character that, that is real, but I just don't think a lot of that story is is fact-based you right. know what i mean right. like it, it was just designed to 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 make you adopt a certain way to to be a better person and now you look at w where it's grown to um most of your uber religious people are the most judgmental mm -hmm. assholes in the world yeah. and and scoff at, at at the people that jesus told them 
go wash the poor pers- person's foot, yeah. you know, you know, sit with the beggar, you know, heal the sick. And, and these people turn a blind eye to them. And it's like, and you call yourself a Christian, you know what I mean? It, but you hear that a lot, you know what I mean? And I don't want to dog on, on Christianity by all means. I, I say it all the time. I don't care what religion you find or, or path of spirituality you find. If it makes you a better person and it personally helps you, do it. Practice it all day long. I don't care if you you think that, you know, your computer mouse somehow makes you do things better and you act in a holier way to get closer to to the creator. I don't give a shit. That's between you and your mouse. You know what I mean? If it makes you a good person, cool. Right. Yeah, and I have a couple contentions also with Christianity, even though I grew up in the church. But my main ones is that Jesus claims to say, I'm the only way. Like, you have to go through me. And it's like, come on, man, what about the people who didn't hear about you in North America? And the other main contention I have is that I don't truly believe Jesus said, turn the other cheek. Because he's the main proponent of destroying evil. Like, if something's coming to attack you, you know, you got to protect yourself. You're not just going to turn the other cheek. Yeah, that and uh, uh, the the stealing of a lot of other pagan and uh, you know druid beliefs that were changed just slightly to to fit the narrative of the New Testament. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it, like Easter, Christmas, you know, all this. It, it's like, you know, I get it, but you know, at the same time, it's like you could have been more original. You know what I mean? If this was a divine, holy, holy right. person, you know, why are you modeling him after, you know, Egyptian faith right. or, you know, Hinduism or Buddhism or, you know, paganism, whatever. Right. Well, what I like to th- tell the people is, have you heard this whole metaphor of the, the blind man and the elephant? Mm, I might have. Uh, so it, this is how I like to kind of um, disarm people when they want to come and say that their religion is the way. So, like you were mentioning earlier, all these religions are just people's way of trying to describe or interpret God in a sense, or help them, like you said, uh, get a grip and a guide guideline on how to live your life. But there's this metaphor of the three blind men and the elephant, and this is kind of sort of giving an insight into how religions came about. So there's this room, and there's an elephant in there, and come in these three blind men, and they, they're trying to figure out what else is in this room. They don't know because they can't see. So they go off, but what they can use, their hands. So they use their sense of touching. And one of them's grabbing the trunk. And he says, wow, this feels like a snake. It's strong and, and long. And the other guy, he's touching the belly. And he says, wow, this feels like a wide, strong animal. It must be a well or something. And the last guy, he's, he's pulling on the tail, the tiny tail of an elef- elephant. He says, wow, this is very tiny and, and flimsy. It must be a worm. And in a sense, all these men are correct, but they're coming mm-hmm. at it from different perspectives and different ways, which would, you would assume would happen if you had cultures all around the world experiencing different weather, different lives. They're trying to explain what is going on, what is this natural world I'm in, and how do I traverse through it and try to be a good conscious person it makes a lot of sense right and see it's yeah that whole religion talk is like man i know y'all i just love talking to people and getting the good and 
just not arguing because that's what they want. They mm -hmm. want us to argue oh, and fight between ourselves. If, if it's this God or this God, um, how old he yeah. was, all of this stuff is just division. What matters is it's the fucking bankers and the politicians who make this world what it is. Like I always say mm -hmm. on my podcast, normal, regular, everyday people just want to have enough food to eat. They want to have their kids be healthy and happy. They want them to be educated and they want a community. So mm -hmm. if normal, everyday people want this, who is making guns? Who is creating guns and missiles and jets and fighter fighter uh, tanks and all of this stuff that's to destroy and why? And then if you really follow the, the money and the trail, you'll see that it comes from these people who are uh, injecting us with fear. And it's all that's how they get to do all this stuff. You, that you inject people with fear and then they basically say, okay, go ahead, protect me, you can have the power, go ahead and have this military, go ahead and attack these people in another nation to protect us. And it's just all brainwashing that happens through the media. Mm -hmm. Oh, and it's been, it, this isn't nothing new. I mean, you, you go back to empires long before we can even, you know, wrap our he heads around. Um, they use the same tactics, right. you know, they use the, their media of the day or, you know, the, the, the warring neighbor on, on their their front lines, you know, they're different than us, you know, they, they might, you know, want to eat our babies, so we have to go attack them, and, and they could have been the most peaceful people, you know what I mean, it's just, it, it's always, you know, the leader, back in the day, they were kings and some queens, but mainly kings and, and, and what have you, and that's what they used to do, you know, brainwash their, their subservience, their, their peasants, into thinking, okay, my king will keep, keep me safe, Although I'm living in, in, in squalor, mm -hmm. but, you know, I could be out there and I wouldn't be protected when, in f fact, if you got away from the king and went out and lived on your own, you probably would have been way better off. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And this is how they did it back in the day to give some insight. I'm sure some people might know that Shakespeare wasn't really Shakespeare. But back right. in the day when they had these plays... They would build these theaters, and it was actually free for the common poor people. It, they can all come and sit in the front in the audience. It was free. The rich people actually had to pay to get a lofty chair on top and have services. So the reason that they would have all this is to indoctrinate you. This is the, like the first television. They would have mm -hmm. their place with their, their indoctrination and their subliminal programming, and the poor people could come and watch this and get indoctrinated freely. Meanwhile, the, the rich people who knew what all of this was came and paid just to kind of watch us be, be put in a trance. And then that's yeah. how they continued. We, yeah. we were their entertainment, not the entertainment on the yes. stage. We, yeah. we were the rich people's entertainment. Exactly. As, but, then, but us, as the poor, the entertainment was on stage as we were getting indoctrinated. You know right. what I mean? It's no different. You're, you, oh, man, you, you hit the nail on the head on that one. Yeah, man, that's how they do it. Like, um, whenever you, you get to this high level, like these rich people, these billionaires who can buy anything, they can never spend all that money. Mm -hmm. what, what thrill do you get out of life? They, they've, they've already had sex with as many people as they wanted. They've watched some dark stuff. What comes after that? And I, I don't know who, yeah. who I heard it, but uh, some lady was speaking about how they had these rich people. They went to this place and they pay, paid millions of dollars to go and hunt people because after all the thrills, all the basic stuff from Earth that they've done, they start going into dark shit. Kind of like when people start watching porn, which is poison, y'all. You start mm -hmm. watching regular porn, then you start getting into darker and darker stuff. And then by the end of the day, you're into some pretty sick stuff that the normal stuff doesn't even get you off. So think no. about this at a level where you're like, trying to cessate that that feeling of that emptiness that we all have instead of 
allowing God to come into them, they try to fill it with these houses and mansions and even coming to kill people and have adrenochrome and all these sick stuff. Um, that, I can kind of take that back to, uh, you know, what Zachary King was saying, you know, after a while, you know, he, he had to travel. He had to have sex with these hot women. Right. He had to do this, you know. You have all this freedom in a sense, you know, nobody could say no to him due to his position. He, he had free reign to do whatever he wanted, mm -hmm. you know, and after a while, the drugs didn't weren't cool anymore. The alcohol wasn't cool. The sex wasn't cool. You know, you just couldn't. It was just like he said, it was, oh, it's a new candy bar just in a different wrapper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, it, it, you know, it, and that's how these these billionaires have. To, I can't I can't picture them not being like that. You know what I mean? You could have all the jets and all, all the fun toys in the, in the entire world, but if you're not happy at, at your soul, you have nothing. Right. You have nothing. Right. And I love how he kept saying that there's new, no new sin, and that's because the, the evil people have gone through everything. They've looked under every rug to try to find what's the worst thing that they could do to, to honor Satan and, and disobey God. And one thing I learned from this one guy who I had on my podcast, he said this interesting thing about sin. Everyone tries to look at, at sin as a negative connotation or tries. It's, it's such a loaded word that when you hear it, you're kind of like, oh, you're talking about the Bible. But he explained mm -hmm. that to look at sin and replace it with the idea of separation. When you're sinning, you're separating yourself from source or from reaching higher levels of consciousness. And when you go and, and buy some alcohol, do you think, is this going to help me raise my consciousness or is this going to separate me from getting to that high level? If I go and um, watch the, the, these horror movies, am I bringing my consciousness up or am I lowering it? And it's just a sense of that. Replace the word sin with separation. And the last mm -hmm. thing you want to do is separate yourself from God because after the end of the day, everyone wants to fill that void. And it's like I said earlier, with money, with cars, with anything, gambling, some people just mask that, that, that feeling of wanting to be filled with drugs or um, being workaholics. They mask it. Or, and or how, many, how many views or likes you got on your newest TikTok video. Right. Yeah, you it's know, just you, like you name it. <laughs> separation. You're distracted. Your attention is not on, on the ball. You're being distracted and you're feeding the ego. And you're separating yourself from being a better person. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say, I, I do agree with that. There are times, though, that I, I do like to just sit down and, and let my mind go go numb for a little bit and watch stupid TikTok videos oh, yeah. and not think about work. You know what I mean? Just, you know, <laughs> you I'm, I'm human still at the end of the day. No, you know yeah, you I mean? have it's to just, because if I keep uh, researching this stuff, like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll, I'll go in waves. Like, I'll get really into it, and then I'll be like, oh, my God, why am I filling my head with this stuff? I need to take a break. And then I'll go yeah, watch yeah. some stupid, funny movie. Like, I watched Hot Rod. You should watch it. It's the dumbest movie, but I've never laughed harder in a movie than in that movie. It's hilarious. That's funny. And, yeah, I like to I, – I, go ahead, sorry. I would – I was just going to say, I would so love – Tom Green has been popping up in my For You page on TikTok lately, right? And he'll just be doing these dumb little shorts. I think he kind of lives off grid um, now. And, you know, he'll have his dog with him. Like a, a twister came through. He's like, look, these are trees. Look, a twister came through. I like to chop wood. I have to clean up wood. You know, just dumb shit. Right. You know, Tom Green humor, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I looked at my wife. I was like, man, I would love, you know, I, 
I'm not going to put myself in that kind of category, but I, I said, I would love to have him on my podcast just to fucking talk about it, the, the most random, just dumb shit. You know what I mean? And then within the next day, my for you page, just about every fifth or sixth, you know, video would be a clip, like a, a small clip from uh, Freddie Got Finger. And I absolutely <laughs> loved that movie. You know, the first time I watched it, I didn't laugh as bad or as hard. But the more I watched it, the funnier that fucking movie got. I haven't seen that one. I'm going to check it out. Oh, uh, the first time through, it's kind of like watching Team America. The first time through, you're just like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> and then the more you watch it, you start picking up on the humor and you're just like, holy shit. Right. Like, <laughs> what was going through this dude's mind? And then you just, you're, you're in tears. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I love that. You need, I do need to disconnect. And I love the dumbest, silliest shit. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me of this quote that I posted the other day about uh, John Lennon, which has to do with humor. Because, okay, I'll read the quote first. And then I want to hear what you think about this. He says, okay. John Lennon said, I know, guys, he was a woman. He beat his wife. You got to know how to separate the art from the artist. So right. he says, um, when it gets down to having to use violence, then you are playing the systems game. The establishment will irritate you, pull your beard, flick your face to make you fight. Because once they got you violent, then they know how to handle you. The only thing that they don't know how to handle is nonviolence and humor. And that's how we win at the end of the day. It's going to be through mm -hmm. art and through pointing our fingers and laughing. I don't remember. I think it was Janet, Deplorable Janet's podcast. There was this lady who had visions and who could see people's past lives. And I don't know. I don't know if that's real or not. But this real interesting thing she said is that at the end of the day, when we win, we're going to win when we all realize that we can just point our fingers at them and laugh and just not take them seriously. Just walk away. It's, we're in this system because we keep playing their game. And if we could just point at them and laugh, we win. Yeah, if we point at them and laugh, take our ball and walk the other way, they don't have a fucking game to play. Yep. You know what I mean? It, we have the game to play. Right. And it, it, there's more of us than there are of them. Right. Yep. It's just a question of, I don't know, not forcing people to wake up, but being the best person that you can be and put out your testimony and show that you can be a happy person even when things are down, that you can survive, you have your own garden, you are strong, you're healthy. Be, improve yourself in all kinds of ways so that when people look at you, they're like, hmm, there's something about this person. What is it? And then you plant that seed and then they start looking. They're like, maybe I should start eating healthy. Like there's this one guy at my job. He would always buy McDonald's, and I haven't eaten McDonald's in years, so he would always mm. bring like a little, I don't know, the biscuit or whatever. And I, every morning I eat a banana, and I always eat a banana, always eat a banana. And one time he brought, he, they got him, it was a, a deal where he got two sandwiches for one, and he offered it to me, and I said, oh, thanks, brother, but nah, I don't, I don't eat McDonald's, sorry. And he was like, what? You don't eat McDonald's? I was like, yeah, man, I just, uh, I could tell you some things, but... I'll just say I don't eat McDonald's. And he was like, oh, really, really? And I kind of hinted to him that they say, I don't know if it's true, that the meat in McDonald's is not actually animal meat and may contain human DNA. And that there's all this, uh, what was the main one? The main one was I saw this video of this lady working at McDonald's and she was picking her ass, like through her underwear. Uh, and she was yeah. cooking. And that alone will help me. I haven't eaten McDonald's since. 
And then I told him this, and he started thinking, and eventually he stopped getting McDonald's, and now he, he brings fruit. And it's just like a little, one little dumb thing, that one interaction reverberates throughout the universe. You can, this talk is probably going to get somebody to think something differently, change something, and it's a whole ripple effect. And that's how it comes, through humor and nonviolence, and being the best person you can be. Absolutely. You, <laughs> you're nailing everything on, on, right on the head, you know what I mean? You know, with the the whole, you know, I there there are times where, you know, with with my job, you know, I I do drive, and I don't have, you know, I'll have to get something, you know, but I, I I try to stay away from like your McDonald's and 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 shit like that. I I will go to Arby's. I do love their their, depending on how you want to say it, gyro or euro. Um, <laughs> It, it's really pronounced Euro people, but uh, I, I do love them, and, but I don't do it often, you know what I mean? I, I come home, and, and unless I have an interview, you know, I cook, you know, like last night I cooked, but I made sure I made enough that we had leftovers for today. Right. We love tacos, and that's <laughs> what we, we had taco salads, you know, last night, and that's what I took for lunch today. You know, because I knew I'd be on the road all day. I said, I said to my wife, I said, you know, I just want to make something that, you know, I don't need to heat heat back up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, I don't mind eating cold. You know, spaghetti, love eating spaghetti cold. Just wasn't in the mood for spaghetti. And, uh, you know, so long story short, I pack my lunch 99% of the time. Yeah. Unless something, you know, some fluke happens and, and, and what have you. And it's just, you know, small things like that with, with like you said, you know, no, I don't. I don't eat McDonald's, you know, and, and, and you drop a little little breadcrumb here and a little breadcrumb there. And next thing you know, you look over and that dude's making a loaf of bread. And it's like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had an impact on him. That's, that's fucking awesome. And that's how it works. You don't force yourself on people. You don't go and say, mm -hmm. hey, 9-11, all this, corona. You don't do that. You just live your best life. And from that, the right people will gravitate and the wrong ones will, will leave your life. And that's how it works. Just do your thing and don't put so much attention into the haters because ultimately haters are just unrealized potential. They haven't realized mm -hmm. that they can become like you. That's why they hate on you. So yeah. Oh, absolutely. They don't life. like to see the change in you. And, yeah. and I'm going through that at my job right now. Now, when this uh, episode does drop, um, you can drop it whenever you want because um, I'll, I'll give you the, the audio. Um, this one isn't going to drop till probably, I want to say right around maybe Christmas. Ish. Oh shit! You have that many backlogged? Yeah. Really? Holy yeah. shit! That's weird. How do you feel though about not being like, um, not out of the moment, but like so out of the not in, because you know stuff will happen. And, and will you cut in well, a different podcast if you have to? Like if something big happens? Yeah, yeah, um, and that's kind of what I did with the the Jim Rogusky uh, episode. Um, my it, uh, episode with Zach was supposed to actually come out uh, last week. And but with that thing going down with the who uh, and I had him on to, to talk about it, um, my buddy at work, he, he listens to the confessionals and what have you. And it, that was one of his favorite episodes as well. And he knew I had interviewed him. He's like, yo, when's that dropping? And I'm like, and he's the only one at work that listens, you know, him and I, we chat back and forth. You know, he, I consider him a very good friend. And uh, it's funny, I said, uh, I'm going to have to push it back a week because uh, this, this thing with the, the who. And he's like, oh, man, you're killing me. And I went in uh, on Tuesday because I had Monday off. And I said, hey, guess what? He's like, what? I said, your episode's dropping this week. 
are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, no, no, it's dropping. It'll, you know, go home Wednesday and it should be finalized by Wednesday. So I have the talk at Tavern to, uh, you know, put out for Patreon and what have you. And then, you know, I'm going to, you know, produce that one. And he's, you know, so I text him last night and I said, it's out, drop. He's like, oh, you made my day. I cannot wait to go. Cause he had a long, long day as well, drive. And he's like, dude, that'll fill most of my day between that, that episode and the occult rejects, uh, last episode on, uh, uh, Skinwalker Ranch, and he, he he was just thrilled. And he he texted me. He's like, "Man, you did a great job." I said, ah, "Dude, I was you know." I, I talked to him when I got back, and like I was telling you, I was like, "Man, I was nervous," and it was kind of like sitting there just hearing his story and this and that. And you know, I started loosening up, but you know, it's just small things like that. You know, so to, to I guess to answer your question, I guess I'm rambling on like a fucking politician here. Don't know where that's coming <laughs> from, but uh, uh, but if something in the current would come up okay. yes i i do i will bump that one and, and plug it in but you know and and i've learned that i have to kind of like think of what episode okay if i'm going to talk about an episode that i've already recorded i'll be like oh yeah when i recorded that one or you know when when that one dropped and it, sometimes it throws my guests off because they'll be like oh i'll have to go check that out i'll be like Oh, well, I, I haven't released that one yet, but when this one comes out, it would already have been released. So I'm kind of speaking in future text mm, mm, type shit. Mm. I don't know. It, it's it, it's all hard to keep up with. You so, know what I mean? So you, you know, must have a lot, huh? You already have a shitload. Uh, I try. Well, you know, good. I've been on a, a little bit of a lull lately, uh, trying to, to to book some guests and and what have you. Like this month, um, I don't really have much going on, and it's it's weird because usually, you know, I, I reach out, but. I don't ever let that from day one, you know, because I knew I needed to do a podcast where I had guests on. I can't, I'm not good at solo. My very first epi episode was solo. I sucked at it. It's just, it's not me. I need to bounce my energy off somebody else. You know what I mean? Right. And have a good conversation. So I, I was like, well, it, guests will come. And, you know, they do. You know, next thing I know, heck, you know, by the end of the weekend, I, I, I could have almost, you know, a couple episodes or a couple interviews a week for the next couple weeks. You know what I mean? It's long. They come when they come, and there's a reason why they don't. Right, right. I like I that. Just, I just, yeah, I just I let it go opposite. where it goes. I actually have guests booked till like August, so I'm, I'm working the opposite. But I want to ask you about your friend who, who you talk about with, about with your podcast. How did, you, how did you start talking to him about this alternative stuff? Like, how did you open that door? Well, it all started, um, trying to think where it did start. He because would, that's the thing I love. I have like one or two buddies that I kind of slowly open up talking to them because I sense something in them. People tell me I'm, I'm an empath. I don't know. But there's some people that I feel you like, are. like if I can just talk to this guy, I know I can get him on our side. And there, like there's two guys who were totally not anything about this alternative, true, their type of style, but slowly dropping the breadcrumbs, like you said. They start asking you, and I send them links and stuff, and then now they're on their own seeking and searching, and it's amazing. So I want to know how you did it with your friend. With him, it was it was kind of easy, you know. Once once we got to know each other at, at work, um, he was he's been there, uh, I think pushing, going on three years, two years, two years for sure. But uh, we, we so slowly started building a friendship, and he would. Uh, We'd, we started out talking about like paranormal, uh, you know, happenings and what have you. And he worked at a, a local, local state hospital that 
um, for my, for where I am, it would be, there's supposed to be a big underground uh, fallout shelter for all the, you know, for like the governor of Pennsylvania and all the cabinet members and, and all that, like if shit hit the fan that they'd go to the state school and, and, and what have you. And he, he confirmed that, yeah, that is, that is under there and, and this and that. And we just started talking about paranormal this and paranormal that. And, you know, one night I was sitting there, I was watching a documentary and, and he was, he was kind of big on the, uh, the Kecksburg, uh, incident where the, this like bell shaped UFO had crashed in Pennsylvania. And I was on a different topic. And all of a sudden they were talking about the Nazi bell and how it disappeared. And I was like, well, shit, I struck up a conversation. I'm like, what if the Nazi bell disappeared and then came into the future? Oh, shit. And that's what fucking crashed in, in Kecksville. And oh. he's like, oh, dude, I never thought of that. And I was like, because it, it's, it's so similar. And then we just kind of started opening up the conversation. I'm like, yeah, you, you know, NASA, Nazi, Werner von Braun, you know, you, you go down those, those holes and then slowly and surely. And I would just be like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I said, I can't make it through a day without listening to a podcast. And he's like, oh, okay. You know, and, and I just drop it, you know, here and there about a podcast, a podcast. And one day he finally just came up to me. He's like, so what podcast do you listen to? I said, if you want to start with what you're, you're into, you like paranormal and, you know, kind of a little bit of conspiracy. He, he, he does like conspiracy. He, he's starting to branch out even more um, uh, in, in listening to different podcasts. But I said, start with the confessionals. I said, you won't go wrong with listening to the confessionals. I said, that was, that, that was one of my favorites when, when I first got into it. I, I still listen to it. Um, Sasquatch Chronicles was actually the first podcast I ever started listening to because I, my audience knows I have a big soft spot for, for the big hairy man. I, I'm a true believer. I've never had an experience, but goddamn, if, if one ever does happen and uh, I, I make it out alive, fucking a right that'd be cool <laughs> shit you know what i mean yeah. but uh so he kind of you know I, I i led him onto that and he just started fucking binging you know the confessionals and talking to me i'm like oh yeah i remember that episode i remember that and then now it's just like we can just talk yeah. and and bounce shit off each other all the time and and he listens to to, to my podcast which I'm, a, I'm i'm so grateful for you know what i mean it's like well maybe you know he gets to hear a, a you know because when, when you're at work you, you don't get a fully talk talk you mm -hmm. know sometimes you know we'll have conversations after work or, or you know, call each other or what have you but uh maybe maybe it's his way of like you know tapping into my mind i don't you know what i mean like see where i'm coming from on on certain angles and this and that but you know it, it was neat to see uh his growth so rory shout out to you buddy you know you, you're a good man and thank you for listening uh but to to see his growth in in getting in, in, in involved in listening to podcasts and then now branching out. Uh, like he hit me up the other day. He's like, yo, you're, I hit your boy up, Ryan. I, I don't know if he has three X shirts. I, I want a three X shirt. I don't think he has any. I said, well, I, th I think he does, you know, I'll message him or whatever, you know, he wants to buy a shirt. And, and he, he's got on to, uh, uh, the occult rejects now listen to them. He, he really loves macro aggressions with uh, Charlie Robbins and, and what have you. So it's like, you know, it, it's kind of like watching me through him, you know, vicariously of mm -hmm. where, I, when I started listening to podcasts and getting in, into all this 
alternative media. And it's like, you know what? I, I hope I passed a good torch up. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, you did, just, you did. It, it, and he and he's in the same boat. Like he can try and talk to his wife about it, and she's just like, "You're fucking crazy," you know. And my wife would be like, "You're fucking crazy. I don't want to hear about all this shit." You know, I can handle it to a point, but you know, like at one point, my my wife thought I didn't even believe in God. I was like, "No, whoa, 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 whoa. Back, back your horse up, get off, and let's talk," because I do believe in God. You know what I mean? So it, you know, it's 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 a neat journey, yeah. and you know, you. you like, like you said, you know, if you dabble in it too much, you know, you do need that break because it, it can get very dark, you know, it, especially when, when Q came out and was kind of really captivating everybody and I got duped by it and everything's all about, you know, this and that and, you know, child trafficking and, and there's, they're in all these underground tunnels and this and that and they're blowing them up in DC and, and, and then you start taking yourself back a little bit. Yes, there is child trafficking. Yes, it exists. Uh, it's it's a huge fucking problem, but certain aspects of the conspiracy or the truth community really take shit and, and fucking run with it to a to a degree that it's like, you know, I mean, look at where some of these Q people are now. I mean, yeah. they they basically think fucking Trump's the Messiah. Mm -hmm. he, he's the next coming of Jesus fucking Christ, and it's like, are you fucking kidding me? And, and then they're like, oh, JFK's still alive. JFK Jr., he, he, he's the vice president right now. Yeah, yeah, and it's that's like, all part of the listen plan. Listen to your fucking self. Like, yeah. just listen to your fucking self. Right. And yeah, and that's all part of the plan. And it's oh, crazy, yeah. like you said. And so I want to give this challenge out to people because I do get in those cycles. And now I, I kind of created this challenge that I want to push out. It's kind of like called, I don't know what they call it, the Christian Radio Challenge or the Bob Marley Challenge. Challenge. But we can do either, whichever one you want. Yeah, you may feel like the world's terrible and all this shit is happening, but put on Christian radio in your car. Just do that in your car whenever you're going somewhere for a week and then see if you don't perceive a difference. Because, man, I, I, it's sad when I drive. Sometimes I see some, some kids listening to, like, either heavy, dark, hip-hop or rock, whatever it be. You can tell that that music is affecting their mind. Like, I could see the mm. demons riding around with them in the car because that propaganda from the music that, that they push in the mainstream is, po is literally poison for your mind. So do Absolutely. this. Try the Christian radio, put it on for a week. Or Bob Marley, I love Bob Marley because he's such mm. a positive man. I'm, I want to do an episode about him because he's the only one really speaking out against the New World Order. He has this one song called uh, Babylon Vampire, and he says that the... The people from Babylon are sucking the blood of the kids. And this was back in the 70s. He was trying mm -hmm. to tell people. And all his music is about sticking together, uniting, being one humanity, praising God. And so do that, people. Um, put One love. Yeah, one love, yeah. Uh, just try listening to Bob Marley or Christian radio and, and see if you don't perceive a difference. And it, it, it does make a difference. It helps what you are, what you consume. And that's not only through food. It's through the media that you eat. If you're eating, like mainstream hip-hop or mainstream music mainstream movies and television that's all literally poison so turn away from it and that's why i love podcasts like podcasts are the new frontier of like being able to really speak freedom and being able to speak the truth where you can be a fly on the wall and listen to this conversation of cool people that you probably would never meet in your life there's mm. like poor kids living in the middle of the midwest with loser parents loser friends being bullied at school but if they found the podcast and be like hmm these are weird cool interesting ideas and they can be 
they can feel like they're part of a community and they don't off themselves or something or get lost into drugs. And it's just like, it starts like this, talking to people. We're talking, we're creating a link. You talk to Ryan and all these people. We're establishing links all across the world. And that's how we win. Humor and talking to your neighbors. Absolutely. And I will, I will, I will add to the, the, the Bob Marley. You can take, there, there's a lot of good reggae out there um, that you may not understand it. And that's not uh, me being a, a, an ignorant asshole because the more Rasta it is, the more I love it. And you can't tell me you put on any type of reggae and you don't get a good vibe from it. You want to dance. You know I, mean? I don't okay, dance. Yeah, you do. I don't yeah, dance, but when I listen to that, I'm fucking It's just dancing. like, man, you just kind of get into it, and you, your smile comes on your face. You're just like, yeah, you know? And and sometimes they're, they're singing about some very disturbing stuff, but it's done in a way that it's it's uplifting at the end of the story yeah. to know that we can conquer it. It empowers you. Know what I mean? you. Yeah. And, you know, I have a, uh, an old air force buddy that really good friend of mine and he loves it. And, uh, he, he you know, he, he's not from Jamaica and his dad always busts on him. He's, he's, he's black. And, uh, but, but he's locked up, you know, he, he's been growing his locks for probably oh, five, six cool. years now. And, you know, that's what he listens to. And he, he turned me on to the, a lot of good, good reggae because, you know, me being, you know, the white boy or whatever, you know, I only knew Bob Marley and maybe a couple others. And, and, you know, he threw some others at me and I can't think of them off the top of my head, but, uh, it was like, man, now I see why you vibe with this. And you just, it just puts you in that, that, that mood that yes, you know, yep. everything's going to work out. Yeah, everything's going to be all right. Mm -hmm. Hey, no, no need to stress. Right. It's, it's all okay. Yep. And, and you can get that from Christian music as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's just a positive message, too. They're so happy, and uh, they're maybe sometimes a little too happy, but it, it's better than trying to listen to what you listen to on the radio. And, yeah, you are what you eat. And so mm -hmm. I, I want to hit back on this last note. Uh, the third thing in helping maybe establish a way of helping people wake up is the last thing is experiencing the unknown. Uh, and you have to be careful with this one because if you're not really truly, if you don't truly know yourself or have some type of spiritual armor or knowledge, you can lose yourself. So what do I mean by experiencing the unknown? Well, uh, for once, psychedelics are a great catalyst, but I don't recommend them to everyone. I first recommend you do your research about them and make sure you're in a healthy and safe spot. But other than that, you could do um, deep, uh, you can do other things like traveling or falling down or learning something new, um, falling in love, lucid dreaming, astral projection, having near-death experiences, which are actually a little tricky to achieve without going over the edge, which actually reminds me, have you heard of this idea that baptism was a way to induce a near-death experience? I've never heard that. That's interesting. Okay, so check this out. This is what I read. I don't know. I can't confirm. But supposedly back in the day, what baptism truly was, was a way to induce a mystical experience by having a near-death experience. So, for example, think about it. When people get baptized, they do it to be born again, to move mm -hmm. from death to life, to have a new life, to be closer to God. Now, all of these things are synonymous to what people describe on a psychedelic experience or a near-death experience. So, 
people will claim that they see their life flash before their eyes or that they go to this place of pure bliss and joy and they reunite with their family members. And so when they come back from this experience, they have a new perspective in life and they have much more gratitude and they're uh, much more understanding of themselves. So how do you cause a near-death experience? So what they would do is they would, you and your friends would go to some water, a little river, and they would hold you down until you're drowning, basically almost dying. And they have to be able to know how to time it so they can know when to pull you out. And so that when you're like in this limbo state, you're actually having that trip that people talk about, the near-death experience. They see the life flash through their eyes or they have some type of um, psychedelic experience. So when they come back, they're a new person. And so after time, I guess, I don't know who, people were starting trying to suppress this powerful thing, and people were also dying. So they kind of sanitized it and sterilized it and made it into this ritual where you just pour head over your water. But uh, initially, supposedly, it was a way to induce a, a near-death experience. Hmm. It kind of makes sense, you know what I mean, with the whole, you know, you, you want to be born again, you know, you're coming back to life and, and, and you know, all that. So, you know, I... I'll have to look into that a little bit more. That's, that, I've never heard that. that. That's neat. Yeah, so all of these things that I'm trying to help people say or to understand is try to experience the unknown. Put yourself in situations that are uncomfortable because a lot of growth comes from that. I mean, it could, it could be you're uncomfortable from working out or from dieting or from running a lot. Put yourself in a situation where you're not comfortable but doing it makes you stronger like it's all just a muscle uh it can even be with being in the sauna like i've worked up to be in there for 30 minutes and at first i could only be there for five minutes and it's just a a practice you put yourself somewhere uncomfortable and that's where growth comes from Mm. yes it does you know and that kind of leads into a, a a quote that i've always embraced failure is fertilizer you know you're not going to grow unless you fail. Right. You, you have to fail first in order to learn that, that mistake in order to, okay, I'm not going to do that again. And it, it's no different than putting yourself in a very uncomfortable position. You know, it doesn't need to be, you know, extreme or, or what have you, just something that's just outside your boundaries. Like for me, uh, that would be heights. You know, I have a ranch house. I can reach up, I can touch the gutters, you know, I'm, a fairly tall guy, but a 10 foot ladder, I can get right on my, my roof. And, but get, getting up there and getting down, dude, I'm the biggest fucking chicken when, when it, when it comes to that, I turn into a little fucking girl, you know what I mean? And it's like, uh, you damsel in distress, you know, help me, help me, help me. And, uh, you know, so heights are like a big no, no. And I slowly push myself a little here and there on, on different things. But I found, I used to work in uh, juvenile corrections and we used to do like a team building course where it was like uh, ro- uh, like rock, rock wall climbing and cool. high elements and low elements and what have you. And I really challenged myself on, on the heights uh, a couple times and I felt so great, like, like just like empowered. But the difference was I knew I was, I was on belay. Mm-hmm. So if I fell, someone had my back. Yeah. You know, when I'm on the roof, I'm, I'm not, I'm not tied in. If I fall, I'm fucked. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's, you know, I, it's those little steps that you got to push. Right. Do you think you could ever go, go skydiving? I don't know. I would love to, 
I think it would be one of those type of things because I, 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 I've never had a problem flying. Um, I just refused to fly after, you know, 9-11 and all the, you know, take your shoes off, mm. well, let me probe your butthole type shit. Right. And, uh, but I, I don't know. I think if I got up there and I was strapped onto somebody and, you know, they jumped, you know, at that point, you, you're doing it. You know what I mean? I think at first I'd be a little scared, but I think personally I, I, I would start to love it. You know what I mean? It, it would wow. be like, oh my God, I, I think I'm, it's like I'm flying. Right. You know what I mean? But I've never, I've never had the opportunity to, but I've never put myself in the position to have that opportunity as well. Yeah, see, like, I love all those little things. Yeah, facing your fears and, like, really putting yourself in, in the unknown because that's where you grow. It's called uh, it's, it's called some type of therapy, but, like, for people who fear spiders, they'll slowly show them pictures of spiders and then they'll show them a real spider and then eventually they'll end up touching spiders. And it's just a gradual process of putting yourself in an uncomfortable position and then you mm -hmm. overcome yourself and become a better person. Absolutely. Was there anything else you want to touch on before we wrap uh, everything up? I just like to, on my podcast, I like to end with like a positive note or something that you could leave the Absolutely. people with uh, something. What would you like to share the, with the people? You know what? In, in, in the times that, that are honest and have been honest for, for many decades, it's not just, you know, who, who's in power now, you know, these elites have, have been in control and it's been a slow systematic thing. Always look for the for the nice little positive thing. You know, it could be that random person that, you know, is struggling getting a dollar bill in uh, a soda machine to get to get a soda out, you know, and their dollar is just so wrinkly and you, you pull a dollar out and be like, here, and, and you throw it in. You know, just those small, minute things. Humanity in a whole it is a beautiful thing you know what i mean at the end of the day i i i really don't believe racism is real i don't believe hate it, it is 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 real it's all manufactured and you know you touched on it earlier get to know your neighbor love your neighbors love everybody you know what i mean help people you know we're not going to grow and and be fruitful and and pass on you know something to the next generation if we're constantly bitter about shit fighting with somebody you know just do your best to to be positive you know be that little it, it could be the little candle in the whole room it could be a little birthday candle but that's the only light in the dark room be that little birthday candle you know what i mean yeah. just just something to oh okay if i go to that little birthday candle i might be able to find my way you know to the bathroom or the door or you know, might lead me outside to where the sun is, you know, and now I, now I can see everything, you know, it, small things start small. Right. Yeah. Small. I love it. I love it. Yeah. That's what it is. It's like a, the butterfly effect. One little thing mm -hmm. you do and then it spreads kind of like that movie, pay it forward. Have you seen that one? Yes. Yeah. I love that movie. So that's this was great, great man. I love talking to you. And so one more thing I want to push out is, uh, of course, my podcast, your podcast, give us your info. So I'm much, I'm gonna post it probably in two weeks then. How do people find your podcast and your Instagram? You can find me anywhere you uh, can find a podcast. Pick a podcast player, Apple, you know, Spotify, whatever, Anchor, you know, uh, Podbean. You know, I, I use Podbean, you know, for, for mine because I'm, I'm not an Apple user. Uh, but you can find me on Instagram, My Third Eye Podcast. 
I do have Telegram, um, t.me forward slash my third eye podcast. Uh, email is my third eye pod at gmail.com. If you have anything you want to share or be on, be on the show, I'm down to talk about anything. You know, this is, you know, it's a free speech and, uh, a, you know, a, a free, free zone to talk about anything you want. It's a judgment free zone. So, um, if you do find me on, on your podcast, you know, players or what have you, anything you want to, to know or how to get a hold of me, I have a link tree, just hit the link tree. I have merch, you know, on there. I have a link to the curcumin that, that, that I push because it's, it's helped me and my wife. And, uh, if you're interested in that, go back to, you know, an, an older episode of, of mine, uh, I, I did on curcumin and, you know, ha- has a lot of health benefits, I'm really big on, uh, natural health and natural remedies. Um, other than that, you know, thank you for, for your time and, and finally getting to sit down and, and having a one-on-one, uh, you know, my third eye podcast, you know, like follow, share Hell yeah, oh, and I'm on YouTube. Hell yeah. And go listen to that last episode. Zachary, what was his last name? Zachary? Zachary King. King. Yeah, man, that episode, man, I, I had to keep rewinding to like listen to it again, what he was saying. It was awesome. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. All right, guys. So that was uh, Ghost from My Third Eye Podcast. Go give him a follow. And uh, follow me. I am truth.inmedia in uh, Instagram and my podcast. You're listening to it. So um, thanks again, Ghost. We'll do it again for sure. Uh, I don't know what else we could talk about, but I could people like you, I could talk about anything. Oh hell yeah, yeah, it's same 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 here, brother. You know what I mean? It's like uh, some of the best conversations just come out of a free flow. Hey, let's sit down and shoot the shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they turn out to go down all these different rabbit holes and and jump off on some spider webs and come back in, and it's like mm-hmm. wow. We covered a lot in a little bit of time. Right. And the cool thing is that some random person listening to it, maybe here's something that they needed to hear or something that sticks with them that changes their whole perspective on things. So, Absolutely. All right, brother. And for my guest, uh, or my, my audience, I should say, uh, I just want to say one more thing, and don't forget, think for yourself. Yep. And I always end with know thyself, improve thyself, find the others, and then you'll know what to do. So, thanks, Ghost. Uh, We'll reconvene some other time, brother. Absolutely, Juan. Thank you. All right, brother. You have a good one. Peace. Hey, you too. Peace.